help me out here. If you don't know anything about me, I, I actually say um, we're going to the Mississippi River on Tuesday. I say that all the time. We're going to Mississippi River on Tuesday. Yeah. On a Tuesday or on the like Tuesday? I don't have the swag. Like, yeah, I gotta hold this. Like, if you're a vocalist, you like you cover the whole thing. Hey. Are we rolling on everything? On this too? Yeah. Alright, well we got our intro. <laughs> What's up everybody? Uh, welcome to the... Oh, we have so many cameras. I can like cut so many times. The the producer behind needs to go. Right. We have... Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Help Me Out Here podcast. And the Simple Midwest. Yes. So we're doing a, a podcast collab today. Yes. And... So this is Luke Carmichael. Hey, I'm. <laughs> this is Zach Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, we have to address each other's audiences. This is great. So we met because of the internet. Yes, we met on the internet. We did. Kind of. We actually. Well, we kind of met on the internet. Yeah. How Let's did? Make sure. Let's hear your side. Okay, here's my side of the story, and I made a video about this too. But I'll just tell it in, in its long form since we're doing a podcast. Let's hear it, baby. I'm just gonna look at you the rest of this time, okay? Yeah, I'm, let's, I'm not looking at any of you. Let's glare intently. I just want to look right in your blue eyes. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> See, we can edit all the time now. This is cool. <laughs> so excited. Yes. So, anyways, um, let's see where it all started. Well, I really love metal, Christian metal, regular metal, whatever metal. Is that what you would consider your band, metal? What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, we're just a metal band. Just a metal band. Mm -hmm. So, I... <laughs> and that's not even the, that's what I'm, I need to go backwards here. Cause that's not even how I found you. I had the Zian crane one, uh, and I had the GH five with the Sigma 1835 with yes. the Metabones adapter. And I was just looking up, how do you, how do you balance that on this? Cause it was tough. YouTube's and you came up as like the most viewed video for that yes. dude of long hair and a big beard. Cause your beard was big. Then. I had a big old beard. And, and it was great. And I was like, that dude's smart. And then I saw like all these recommended videos. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch those. So I watched them and then I didn't think anything of it. That was for a while. And then like later down the road, I saw a video that you were in and it was earth groans because I was like listening and watching to a bunch of music videos of these metal bands or whatever. And I was like, that's that dude that I saw that one video of. So then I subscribed to your YouTube channel. I started watching all these videos. Like, Whoa. Okay. I didn't really know that. Yeah. You didn't know that's that. That's cool. Yeah. So I started watching all these videos and then I was like getting familiar with you because you were doing all these like tech videos and you were doing these. I started watching all these vlogs. That's how I got my font because. <laughs> oh yeah. You hit me up. Did you email me? I commented on the video oh, yeah. and said, yo, what is that font? I need that font. Garamin Premier Italic. No, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adobe, yeah, yeah, Adobe yeah, Garamond. Yeah, yeah. And Is that I, how you say it? I think so. Jaramond? I don't know. I've never actually tried to say it. Garamond. 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 <laughs> Anyways, italic. That's important yep. right there. And you, you commented, and it was like you were one of the first people that ever... So I, I didn't used to comment a bunch on videos, but you were the first person that ever responded on my comments. Ooh. So I'm like, whoa. You are probably like one of my 12 subscribers. <laughs> I was one. I don't remember what number you're at. Probably around like four thousand or something like that. Okay, maybe maybe a little less. I can't remember. But uh, you commented on it. And I was like, yeah. And then I <laughs> followed you on Instagram, and <laughs> I think I messaged you or something, and I didn't get a response because I think I was just like a random dude asking. I don't even think I asked anything. I think I just said like sick or I love it or something. Oh, okay. I do that a lot to people. Uh, I just like get get in their inbox, you know what I'm saying? It's encouraging though. Yeah. Sorry for not responding. Oh, it's okay. Dang, bro. I suck. No, you don't. You don't suck. We're <laughs> literally making a podcast right now. Oh, that's okay, true. So okay, I don't suck anymore. <laughs> you don't suck anymore. You've <laughs> redeemed yourself. So <laughs> I think that uh, I uh, later down the road, I was seeing you were making wedding films too. And I saw, it was just like all these, at first it was like, a regular video about the Zian Crane. Then it was music. Then it was like a wedding film. And I was like, that is sick. I need to get in contact with this dude. So I didn't think anything of it. I just remember seeing one day, and this is where like my story really starts on my video. Yeah. Where I say, I saw on Facebook, there's a big thing that said, uh, Earth Groans was playing with uh, Phineas. Phineas. Well, it said Phineas was playing with Earth Groans. Yeah, I remember that in the video. <laughs> so That video, by the way, you, everybody needs to go watch that. That like warmed my soul so much. Good. It was a really good edit too. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. I like to do that thing where I can, I tell a story, but like while I'm telling the story, when it happened, I sometimes like come back out of the edit and yeah. then I talk to the audience. Like, I love hey, that. I think that's fun to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, I saw that and I was like, Oh yeah, 
he's going to be here. I'll just take a chance at it. So I was like, I messaged you on Instagram. I'm like, Hey bro, are you going to be in Columbus on this day? I'd love to take you out for lunch and chat. And I've done that to other people before just cause I think it's really important in the creative community to like get connected and network with each other and encourage each other. Especially yeah. if you're from like, it's someone from a different part of the country. Usually it's just me chilling and I'm like, Hey dude, from California, you want to get <laughs> dinner or something? And then I get ignored because they're like famous and they don't right. want to hang out with this random kid from Columbus. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I messaged you and you messaged me back. I was like, <gasps> he said yes. <laughs> he said yes. Like immediately. Like, he yeah, went dude. to Jared. <laughs> He's like, yes. And then I, uh, what did I do? I, I was like, cool, man. I'll hit you back up when it gets closer because I was like a month out. Oh, yeah. Because I never know what's going on before a show until like the day of. Yeah, I think you remember, you, I remember you saying that. You were like, I don't really know what's happening, so I'll let you know. Because originally it was planned that we were going to hang out the day before, which is kind of like what we did today. Yes. But you had a show the day before. So I texted you. I messaged, not texted. I was, this is all Instagram Messenger. I messaged you on Instagram the day before. I was like, hey, man, are you going to be in town today? And you're like, oh, no, we're in Chicago, but I'll be in there in town tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's probably not going to, doesn't, he probably forgot and doesn't want to do this. <laughs> I was just like one of those kids that messaged him. Not true, though. I actually did want to hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, I believe it. It happened. So then the next day in the morning, I had a wedding that day. So I couldn't go to the show. I filmed weddings. Oh, yeah. Because when you came to the show that night, you were like so fancy. Yes, I was fancied up. But the funny part was like that morning, he texted me and said, hey, dude, you coming to the show tonight? I was like, oh, this is real. This is real. <laughs> Which like, I don't mean to like give you crap for that. It's just like you never know if you're just messaging some random mm -hmm. guy that has any sort of like success on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe they are just being nice. I don't know. But you weren't. You actually wanted to hang yeah. out, which was cool. Because in my head, I was like, I thought it was so cool that like somebody I never met like wanted to hang out, and like I saw that you did really good video stuff. I was like, okay, I can actually like, this isn't like a beginner person that's like, just wanting like, what camera should I buy? Yeah, it's like we can like level mm -hmm. and like hang and like <laughs> nerd out. We can talk about everything. Yeah, like nonstop. Like we could talk for five hours straight probably <laughs> yeah. about it. But uh, that I had a wedding. I was like, dude, I have a wedding, but I'm going to try my best to get there after if I can. I actually was not planning on coming at all because I didn't think it, I was going to get done fast enough because I'm usually done at like 10, 11 from weddings. But I got done early that day, and I looked you up, looked up where you were, and it was like five minutes down the street. I'm like, I'm just going to go there. I know that they're either playing or they're almost done playing, and I'm going to go, and maybe I'll meet him. So I rolled up, and there were so many cars. I'm like, I'm going to roll around the back. Yeah. So I rolled around the back and I saw Jeremy changing in the, <laughs> he had his shirt off. He was changing in the, in the van. I felt like <laughs> such a creeper cause I just rolled up and I just walked up to him. I'm like, Hey bro. Uh, my name's Luke. Uh, I know, I know Zach. <laughs> yeah. No, he had like, he was like walking out of the, of the van right whenever. And he was like, man, that was hot. I'm so hot right now. I remember him saying it was yeah. so hot cause it must've been hot in there. And, uh, I was like, and I had just messaged you as well, I believe, like, hey, bro, I'm coming. And I, I don't think I'd got a response yet because it was, like, within a small frame. And you guys had just played. Yeah, we were, I was probably, like, loading gear off stage <laughs> yeah. at that time. I'm Sweating. Like, the, actually, it's it's funny. Let me let me rewind one little bit. Yeah. I, I saw Jeremy, and he wasn't quite out of the van yet. But there was this other random dude. I'm like, hey, man, uh, he was like, you coming in? I'm like, nah, but my friend Zach is in there. And this is a dude I've never met. Yeah, it's just some random guy. I'm like, can you go in and get him? He's like, yeah, bro. So he walked in there. He didn't even, so like he was just walking around and like must have, because you told him like long blonde hair. Yeah. So this random human comes up to me. They're like, oh, Luke's looking for you? <laughs> I was like, okay, so a dude that I've never met or talked to before is telling me that another dude that I've never actually <laughs> met before wants to talk to me. It's like, sick, I'll go outside. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah, and I had also, then that, while I was waiting for him, Jeremy walked out of the bus or van. I was called a bus. <laughs> Your tour bus. Sick tour bus. <laughs> and uh, that's when I started talking to him. I was like, bro, I follow you on Instagram because he actually followed me on Instagram too. Oh, cool. We like followed each other or whatever. And uh, I talked to him and he's like, oh, you want me to call him? So then he called you and you were already on your way out. And then boom, you walked out and jumped yep. on me. And I saw you. I was like, history. Yes. History was made. And you made me feel really comfortable. But I had that like. was so fun. I had like a suit i had a tie on and a Didn't you have some purples on too uh had some sort of purple i had element. a purple shirt yes i used to wear a purple shirt underneath my vest it i always wear good. i always wear a vest at weddings that's like my thing i love that and uh yeah so we chatted connected and then i gave you my card which is like super 
professional. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, perfect because <laughs> I, th- I think that's how I got your number. Yeah, because you texted me the next day and said, yes. we're now pen pals or something like that with <laughs> yeah. a picture. You're like, I was like, oh, yeah. bro, this is real. Like he really, this is like a real friend. Because I don't, I don't mean to keep saying this, but you never know if like random people you meet are actually going to like talk to you again. It yeah, doesn't happen that often. And you don't know like from like just a first interaction, like how genuine somebody is. Yeah. Like they might just put, be putting on like a, hey, happy front. Yeah. Yeah, like, but I was so pumped, like, because we nerded out about your C two hundred, like GH fives, because we both use yeah. that. Yeah, because I had all my gear, so I was just showing it. To you. <laughs> yeah, you had like this giant Pelican case full of cameras, and I was like, oh, yeah. Good so times. yeah, but I could just tell that you were like a really good, like, chill dude. I was like, oh, I really want to be friends with this guy. Thanks, bro. I so it was like that. It was like equal, like in my eyes. Okay. Like, yeah, let I, me hear your side because I've never heard your side. Like as I'm messaging you randomly. Yeah, I mean, I well, I feel like I'm still in a similar place where it's like I'm just trying to build an audience on YouTube, figuring out how to do that still. I feel like I'm still in the beginning stages. And so when, like, you reached out and you're like, hey, I found your band. First of all, that's crazy to me because, like, I'm in a small band too. And it's like, and you're like, I'm, I live in Columbus. You're going to be in Columbus. We should meet up. And then I, like, creep on you. I'm like, okay, he makes cool videos. That just, like... I get. I got so excited because I was like, okay, somebody really talented and genuine. Not that I can't hang out with somebody who's not like yeah, pro I, video or I whatever. I know what you mean, but you know it, it's saying? a little different than like just a fan wanting to like hang out and chat about like yeah. how you did good at that night or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm still, I'm not really used to anything like that when someone's like, you're, you're my favorite band. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, hey, keep did it you that watch way. us? That's a good way. That's like humble because you guys are amazing and you know it, but oh, thank you, I man. like that you think that way. Yeah, I, I just never want to be that guy who's like pretends to be above yeah. anybody else. Because like I I try to think like big picture where it's like at the end of the day like I'm in a band that like just makes really loud sounds. <laughs> like you can't be that cool if you do that. <laughs> I'm just yelling at your people. sounds are good though. Thank you. They're man. like loud, nice sounds. They are I, for I specific so. people. It calms right. me down surprisingly. Does it? I'll sit there. I'm like, mm. Mm. that's mm. a that's a beautiful nasty that's riff. A good, that's a good. That's a <laughs> Thank good you for that riff, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus for that riff, <laughs> that drum beat. <laughs> That's not how you talk at all. But, but yeah, I was just like, I was honored that you, because you took time out of like your crazy schedule because you do so many weddings. I don't get it. You're you're so good at it. But I was like equally stoked to meet somebody else because at that time, I don't think I lived in Nashville yet either. Mm-hmm. So I had like very few like creative, like very hardworking friends. Yeah. And I feel like it's very hard to find people like that in our age group. So it's cool to know you. It's really hard, especially creative people that yeah. have it. They don't not only like have the work ethic, but they also have the like creative art. Yeah. At the same time, you sometimes you get like the work ethic, but they don't have the art. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get the people that have the art. A lot of the time, you get the people that are like really good at filmmaking, but they like just don't like they lose footage and they don't think about specific i don't you know what i mean yeah, like I there's totally like do. a it's kind of it's tough to get both in one where you can respect each other yeah and i felt that way about you that's crazy you're, you're such a good man but yeah i just i was excited to meet somebody and and we talked about how like we both love the lord and stuff too oh yeah that definitely so helped. that was like that was a big connection too i was mm-hmm. like okay this is like I actually want to be like friends with this person yeah like, so, try to surround myself that's what i've been trying to do is like surround myself with just solid people oh yeah solid guys you know like just that foundation mm-hmm. i think is so important so welcome to the foundation oh i made it to the <laughs> you are foundation. a brick in my life <gasps> that's all you are i'm a brick a hefty am brick. i a cinder block brick yeah you're or like a but you're painted like purple <gasps> i'm a purple brick <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh dude purple's good because i love viva la bam Yes. And uh, Bam like purple stuff, so I'll take it. I used to, my favorite hoodie used to be a Jamie Thomas Fallen hoodie. I don't know who it, that is, sorry. He's a skateboarder. Okay. And uh, Fallen is a skateboarding shoe company that's not a company anymore. RIP. And they merged like the shirt with Zero, which is also a skateboard. <laughs> skateboard. <laughs> it's a bunch of skateboard stuff. But the shirt was, it zipped all the way, you know those hoods that zipped over your face? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was one of those, but it was, uh, and it had like the, the, the thumb slits, my favorite. Ooh. But it was purple. You're the purple I wore brick, it all baby. the time. I wore it till it smelled, man. The front face, purple brick. Yeah, I That's never you. put it all the way up. You couldn't do that now because you got a luscious beard. Yeah. You'd zip the beards up. I wish your beard... Why isn't your beard big right now? I tr- So when I try to grow my beard out, I, it's like my head just kind of turns into a big block. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just... I don't know. It makes me... It makes my face look 
way too big for my body, so it makes my body look even worse than it does. But you kind of look like Thor when you have a beard. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. He's good looking. He he's is good man, looking. He's a man dime. Dude, it's, oh, it's frustrating. Dude. So I actually grew my hair out because of Thor. No way. I saw Thor 1 and I was like, it's time. Dude. Grew my hair out and then he just cut it in the movies, but. It's yeah. pretty close to the way that he had it right before he cut it in, well, yeah. was it Ragnarok? Ragnarok? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, are you pumped about the Avengers? Bro, okay, we have to talk about this quick. Okay. Um, so, pre-sales came out, I think it was like a week ago at this point, and all the apps crashed. Yeah, it was, for it's like, six hours. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but as soon as they were back up, I bought tickets for every single person in my band, Lauren, my girlfriend, and Peter, our video guy, who is producing this podcast right hey, now. Hey, Peter, we love you. We love you, Pete. He's another one of those creative like foundation. I know. People I just met life. him today, and I love him. He's awesome. everything about him. But yeah, so I bought Endgame tickets, and so we have a show in Nashville on the twenty sixth. I live in Nashville, so I get to go with all the band dudes, Peter and Lauren, at eleven a.m. Oh, that's gonna be <laughs> we, so fun! Yeah, we had to go early. We have to drive overnight to get there. I'm so Don't dedicated to this movie, dude. You have to chug some like coffee before you go see. Oh, it. I will. I definitely will. But it's gonna be sweet. Three-hour movie, so we have to, like... I'm pumped that it's three hours. Me, too. Like, I wish it was five hours. I feel like I'm going to come out of that theater in tears. Yeah. But also joy. I'm pumped. Like, yeah. I can't wait. I actually... So, I have a group of guys. We're called the Premier League. We go and see Ooh. movie premieres together. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's comic book movies. So, we had a dude in the group. He bought tickets for all of us. And oh, I'm homie. so thankful for it because yeah. I didn't realize... Like, I never buy the tickets. They do, and then we just... Pay, pay them and they would have sold out yeah he bought like 15 tickets or something like that <laughs> and then we all just paid him money Jeez. so i'm good to go luckily. i think it's gonna it will probably be like the biggest box office film in history yeah for the opening Dude, weekend. and they just said that that the the trailers that came out i just read this in an article i don't know how how like legit this is okay but they said that the dudes who made it like you know when, mo- when footage gets cut from movies yeah. apparently all the footage from the trailer got cut that I've heard that the Russos will, so the Russo brothers, the directors, yeah. they'll like intentionally like put cut footage as the trailer so it throws people off. Yeah. And I've also heard that all the trailers only have footage from the first 15 minutes of the film. Yes. Of three hours. So I'm stoked that I don't know. I still have much. no idea. I'm like, mm, what's going to happen? Oh, I'm so excited. Where are they all at? Get, okay. Are really they quick. somewhere? <laughs> have you heard any of the memes? Of like the the way that Ant Man defeats Thanos. No, there's all these <laughs> memes going around where the way Thanos gets defeated is Ant Man shrinks down, shoots up into Thanos's butt, <laughs> and then expands into a giant. Oh my god, that's a great idea! I know. Dude, he would just explode. But there was like somebody who interviewed the Russo brothers and asked them if they heard that theory, and they're like, "No, but we should have thought of that." Oh dang it! <laughs> I just love the that they asked way. the directors that. That was awesome. Wow. I love it. Anyway, um, <laughs> pushed into the Avengers. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so when you first started seeing my videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. where were you at with wedding filmmaking? At oh, that cool. Point? So we started. So I have a just for anyone that doesn't know, I started my company called ALC Productions, which stands for Allie Luke Carmichael Productions. And that's Allie you and your my, baby girl, my wife, mm-hmm. my beautiful wife. She is awesome. I love you, Allie. And we. Started it in college in 2013, 2012-ish time period, like unofficially. I should show you some of the logos. I would love to see They're that. bad, but I was so proud of it. <laughs> and uh, we, it, it was originally just an idea, and I'm just going to tell you how we started it. I, that'll yeah. probably help me get to where I was when I was watching those videos. Yeah. But it was really simple. I was a communication major slash media studies major in college, so I was already learning how to do video stuff, and... I had just, uh, you know, I did an internship the summer of my sophomore year of okay. college at yeah. the church that I work at now. And that's when like my like creativity exploded. I figured out what it meant to actually film something and tell a story, not just like to tell a broadcast story. We're like, hey, my name's Luke. Uh, <laughs> dude, I got to show you. I used to make all of these videos. It'd be like the cross country team lost today. <laughs> In, in an effort at the Muskingum Invitational. Because then I would, I'd have the audio all EQ'd wrong. I'd be screaming. <laughs> and I'd be like, for Orbit, for Orbit Media News, this is Luke Carmichael. <laughs> <laughs> Please. 
please show. I'll show you after this. They're all unlisted on my YouTube channel. Oh my god! So I, I did those, and I did Luke's Tech Corner as well. Luke's there. Tech Corner, and it's where I would do. I would steal, and this is bad. So don't do this at home, and don't think of me as a thief. But I would, because my first major was journalism, and I got caught cheating on a quiz, five point quiz, and I had to quit journalism. So I decided <laughs> to do video because that was the only class that was open. <laughs> hey, it led you to your new path. It did. Cause I, cause I decided everyone cheated on the quiz. It's just, I got caught. Mm. Shouldn't cheat anyways. It was like a, it was a, <laughs> this is a funny story too. Let's hear it <laughs> it was a five point quiz. We had them almost every day and it was a quiz about, there's a newspaper called, I think it was the times recorder. It was like the Zanesville newspaper and it was a journalism class. So we had to like read the newspaper before class. It was at 9am. So I probably would have had to wake up at eight to read the newspaper, but oh, I never did. It. So like, forget <laughs> so it. if any of us, basically the professor would be like, Hey, uh, pop quiz. And then you ask questions about s- stories in the newspaper from that morning. So like if you copied someone and you both got it wrong, you obviously cheated because oh. it'd be like, who won the basketball game last night? And if it was like, both of us were like, Florida Saint, Gators, Saint yeah, <laughs> Ignatius, and that school's not even close to Zanesville or whatever. Yeah. It'd be like you guys would cheat, and everyone in the class like did that because no one was actually reading the paper. Okay, and I I did rightfully. It shouldn't have done it. It was stupid. It was just I was a I was like an eighteen year old in college, like just I was trying there too, to man. get past it. Yeah, and I got caught, and I walked in the class one day, and all of the quizzes <laughs> where me and this dude had been copying off each other were there, and he's like, "These questions look very, these answers look very similar." And I'm just like. I'm going to get kicked out of college and I'm going to lose my whole career and I'm horrible. And uh, (laughs) he's like, all right, I could kick you out right now because you can get expelled from college for cheating. Yeah. And and this is an even also it's journalism. So like I'm, I'm already setting myself up for failure right here, (laughs) like plagiarizing someone else's work. Apparently kind of, it's not really what it was. And uh, so he's like, I got two solutions. You can, you can take this and you can go and you can leave the school or you can uh, ever, you're going to get, you can do every basically the class was a news writing class so i had to write like uh newspaper articles and uh, he said you can do an extra one every week for extra credit but every one that you turn in that's regular is going to be immediately a c no matter what and you fail like all these quizzes for us to year or whatever wow. but also he Ooh. said then you also have to write a letter to the editor about why you're a cheater and it's going to get published in the newspaper so i no way <laughs> i wrote this big long letter to the editor about why I'm a cheater and why it's bad and why you shouldn't be cheating. And it honestly, it helped me because like I did, shouldn't have cheated just like any kid shouldn't have cheated, but it got published in a newspaper <laughs> online and p- publicly. People were like, dude, your articles in here about, and I wrote this like heartfelt one and the other kid, he wrote like this like one paragraph thing. Cause he, yeah, like, he didn't get his hit sorry, by it. Dude. Cause, <laughs> and, uh, I just did extra credit every single week. And then like the week after we did it, the teacher played this video about this, this like famous journalist who plagiarized his whole career and got like basically put in jail. I was like, I was so scared that year, man. Jeez, so yeah, like, that's, that's what anxiety. pushed me. That's what pushed me in the video. I had never like, I filmed stuff when I was a little kid with my dad's cameras and stuff, but I never mm-hmm. really filmed. I was always into art, like drawing stuff. So that artistic view was there. But it wasn't until I was looking at my schedule because I'm like, well, I can't do journalism anymore. <laughs> so That's actually a really unique story. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do journalism anymore. So what's on this list of classes I can fill? And one of them was video practicum. I'm like, I guess I'll try video practicum. Huh. We got a studio here. So I took it and I had one of those handy eye cams. It was like this little stick and you put a SD card in it and yeah. it had a little camera on top. And I remember I, those. Yeah, I went and filmed a video. I just went to this and I was like asking college students what they liked about stuff. Sorry, you probably just heard my uh, my. Oh, beep. is that your email? Yeah, I probably got a good email. Probably a client. Probably, yeah, like, hey, what's up, client? Probably a $20,000 wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I took that class and I just started filming stuff and um, I learned how to edit in Avid, Media Composer 5. Okay. And I filmed a bunch of stuff. We had a TV show called The Musky Daily. Musky Daily. Yeah, and I I, fil- I was a teleprompter. That was my first thing I did. And then I slowly made my way up at the school to be the television, uh, the TV director or the program, program, television program director. Okay. So I was in charge of everything. And basically to get back to where I was, sorry, I just told like the Dude, no, it's story. awesome. I love hearing the history. But I, when I was in school, I 
was doing an internship that summer with my church, and they gave me a 5D Mark II to film video with. Canon, okay. a Canon 5D Mark II. So like, were you like 18 or 19? I was 19, okay. and I had just a little bit, I had filmed a little bit at school, and I knew how to do like, you know, this whole like, hey, I'm, and so I was studying media law, I was doing all of like the physical, <laughs> like like the, all the like really technical radio, TV, old school stuff, I didn't know anything about what it meant to film a story. Yeah. Until that summer, whenever I worked in my church, and we have a really creative department there where they're just like want us to film stuff that happens and make these highlights of events. Basically the first thing I did was I filmed an event that we did. He handed me the camera and told me what the settings were and I just filmed and I was like, whoa, like I can film other stuff. <laughs> like I don't have to film a dude talking about the news. I don't have to film footage. Like I don't have to film B-roll and make a news package. What is whoa, this? That's so cool to hear that side of it. Cause I never experienced like the, studio tv side of anything yeah the, my whole entire school like all they do is teach you that and we we're shooting on sd cameras in 2012 <laughs> they I, they probably still shoot with them probably and uh i'm paid a butt ton of money to go learn how to use cameras that were out of date oh yeah but uh i the the the, the weird part of this that's gonna like make this even more different is whenever i was in school this was right before alc started i was in college and my friend daryl had a cousin named trey melvin and Trey Melvin's a YouTuber. He's got like three million followers or subscribers. Oh, holy time. cow! He's got a different demographic than like you've probably not seen his videos. It's a, he's haven't. got a little bit different demographic than probably us, but he's really popular. And he was in town, and I was doing video. And my friend Daryl's like, "Yeah, I uh, my cousin's in town. He's a YouTuber. Do you want to meet him?" I'm like, "YouTuber? Yeah, sure." He probably only had, I was like, "He probably nobody special." And I met him, and he was really cool. And I looked him up. And I'm like. <laughs> this dude's got three million. He, I think he at the time had two million subscribers or something like that. I think he's maybe at four million now. And uh, we were it was around Harlem Shake time. And oh, the first man. night I met him, he's like, "Yo, you want to be in a Harlem Shake video?" I'm like, "Do I want to be in Harlem?" Yeah, I just saw your subscriber so count. Like, yeah, he had just had a video that had like over two million views, and that was like big time. And this was before like all the monetization, like he cussed in all his videos and it, he still made money. Like, yeah. you remember how that whole bit, like where it got real, yeah. YouTube got real clean. It was before that. So mm -hmm. his stuff's really, really, really raunchy and yeah. dirty. And it's like a crude kind of humor. Mm -hmm. So we did the video and I was like, I really want to like hang out with him. He's a, he's a genuine guy. And I feel like I could learn something from him because he was just smart and he was sticking around. I don't know why he was there. He's from Dayton. And okay. He dropped out of college, and then he was just at Muskingum for whatever reason with Daryl, <laughs> and <laughs> old Daryl, old Daryl. And uh, I was like, "Dude, do you want to like?" He was like, "Didn't have anywhere to stay." I'm like, "Do you want to live in my dorm, and we can just like, you can help me like learn video stuff?" So he did. He lived in my dorm for like two months. What? Yeah, <laughs> I just let him live in there. Do well, you still know him? Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. Sometimes I hit him up on Twitter. But I helped him film some of his videos. That's so cool. Dude. And he gave me before he left. I still owe him a hundred bucks. So if you ever see this tray, <laughs> I'm sorry. I owe you a hundred bucks for your camera. <laughs> He's like, "Do you want this camera?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, uh, "I'm like, how much?" He's like, "A uh, hundred bucks," because he had just got a new camera, and uh, it was like a power shot. I just get my brother's borrowing it right now, where I'd show it to you. And still works. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And he's like, it just has like it's got like a built-on zoom lens that goes in and out. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it off you. Just let me, I can't get you the cash yet, but I'll get it to you eventually because <laughs> he was moving to LA. The point, the whole goal is for him to get to LA. So he was doing all this content before he could move and he moved to LA and he gave me his camera and I had my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, her aunt was getting married, remarried and she was like, Luke, do you want to film my wedding? And I'm like, sure, I've never done it before. <laughs> I have this new camera. Yeah. So I went and filmed it made the video it's still on youtube so really? if you ever want to watch it is it on, on alc it's on my personal youtube channel okay i actually want to go see that it's 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 rough but i uh, i made it and a lot of people liked it it wasn't honestly it wasn't that good but like at the time it was like hey it's a video that highlights the day not not many people were doing that at the time way before wedding films was like yeah a normal that thing. really like blew up in 2012 2013 like the whole like actual like good quality wedding films people weren't I don't know. It's, I feel like it, our parents got wedding videos and then it stopped and then it like happened again. Now it yeah. probably was still happening. We just didn't know because the internet was being made. <laughs> my really quick, my parents wedding video. It's just a camera on a tripod in the top balcony of the church. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not right before, like it's, you may kiss the bride and then the tape ran out. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, so last year, 
for my family, I got all this stuff to convert all of our tapes to digital. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, my parents' wedding. This is going to be so cool to see. You may kiss the bride. <laughs> I was oh like, are you gosh. kidding me? But <laughs> it's really funny. That sucks. And that's why we have digital. Yes. <laughs> that's my favorite part of digital because I have 128 gig cards that I can record on too. Anyways, so I filmed that and it went well. And then I had more friends like, hey, can I film your wedding? Can I film your wedding? Or can I? Can you film my wedding? And I did. I was I was hustling hard, man. I was like, I was having, there was a Nikon DSLR camera that the school had that I wanted to use because I thought that look looked better because I used my one camera, but it was like a real digital camera looking. Yeah. And I didn't like it. So I had my, and I wasn't allowed to rent that camera out because it was the journalism camera and I got kicked out of the journalism (laughs) department. So I had him rent it out and I would use it on the weekends. I hope they, I hope they watch this. They're like, that kid was a loser. Why do we let him graduate? (laughs) I'm not though. Like I'm like really good at, I'm like the kid that gets scared to get in trouble all the time. So it's surprising that I did that. (laughs) It's not, I'm not really a rebel at all. I'm, I'm a, whatever anyways that's so funny uh i was borrowing cameras and i was like using my one friend had a camera that he used in his photo booth at weddings and i would just see if i could borrow it it was oh, like nice. a t3i or whatever yeah and i just filmed enough until i made enough money and my and then i got really really blessed by my parents when i graduated school uh they gave me the they bought me a 7d mark ii which is sitting right up there oh you still have it yeah I, i'm keeping that forever because that's, that's the, so that cool. made alc productions that's like still a sweet camera yeah it still works really well i probably yeah. should use it for other stuff <laughs> it like it's still like relevant if you yeah, shoot in 1080p but anyways let me get, i'm like so scatterbrained on this story that's all good dude but the point was alc Productions started in college, me and Allie were like, let's just start a business. We're filming all these weddings and make it more official. It wasn't really official. We just made a name and said we were something. But we started ALC Productions as a full-out wedding company. So we would do uh, video, and we'd offer photo, and we'd oh. offer event planning and flowers. Oh, my god! And everything. Full. We did that for two weddings. You did? Uh-huh, for $2,000. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, and it was horrible. And I was like, Allie, did we all can't. your hair fall out? I, that? I, it was not good. They, nothing, we didn't mess anything up. It was just stressful. So, and there's not enough money to be made there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. That just didn't make, it wasn't profitable. So we, uh, I was like, we can't do that. Let's just do video. So we did. So we just, we started doing videos and I graduated college. I got a job at this place called Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Really? Yes. It's, uh, it's a TV show. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that a Messianic Jewish guy named Rabbi Schneider, he he is basically a televangelist. He goes and he like, we do show we did shows in the studio, but we also, they would go to like Africa and we went to Israel and California and they would do like these crusades yeah. and all these. It was a great first job for experience. I got to like travel around the world. What like, was your like responsibility? I was a video editor. Okay. But I also editor. was in charge of, <laughs> so it was like editor, but I also like during shows I would, we had robotic cameras. So I would run the robotics in the, in the control room as well. Sometimes I would tech direct. Sometimes, you know, I would cut the grass outside. <laughs> sometimes I'd clean. I don't know. We did all kinds of yeah. stuff. We were small at that time. They're real big now. They have like 1.8 million likes on Facebook and oh they just started a YouTube channel. I have like 60 K followers or subscribers. I keep saying followers, subscribers. That's but anyways, uh, I was working there and I worked there for about a year. The church that I mentioned earlier called covenant church. They, I'd always wanted to work there. That was always like a goal. Cause I just love ministry and I love, you know, using my gift of like knowing how to edit and film stuff to, you know, make the kingdom bigger. So I, uh, really wanted a job there and randomly one day, Seth Benjamin, who is my boss now came in. He's like, yo, can you come meet me at the office? And they offered me a job. It was for like $30,000 less than I was making. Yeah. But that's like the sacrifice you make when you're working in ministry, right? At a Mm -hmm. small church that's, that's mobile. Like we're in a movie theater. And, uh, I was like, all right, all right, God, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna take this leap of faith. I, at first, I was like, No, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna make enough money. And then me and Allie were praying about it and talking. And she's like, One day, she's like, At first, she was like, Yeah, we probably shouldn't. And then, and then one day, she's like, What? Why are we? We've been praying about this. It was like when we got married, we did pre marriage counseling or whatever, and we like prayed about goals we wanted to ma- like set for our marriage. And one of them was to work a covenant eventually. Oh, cool. We're like, We've been praying about this for ever and then who cares here. about the money let's just do it so i did it i love that i did it and then i booked 15 weddings the next week for alc productions then it covered the entire the next week it covered the entire gap of money that i wasn't making 
at Covenant. Oh my goodness. So we LLC'd in 2014, became a real business. I quit I quit my old job, started at Covenant, and the next three years we filmed 30 weddings each year. <laughs> 30? Yeah, a lot of weddings, but that's, that's what gave us enough money to buy new gear. We were able to buy more cameras i was able to sw- switch to 4k earlier than like a lot of other filmmakers yeah. at the time because like you had to have a computer to handle yeah it, so. computer to handle it enough cameras hard drive to handle it yeah the space so wow yeah that's where i was at so i was in the process when i found you i was in the process of buying a bunch of new gear so like the first few years i kind of just bought the crappier things that just got me through i had like a crappy like fake glide cam and it never actually was stable (laughs) just getting by yeah just getting by and then whenever i finally had enough money and it was after the first year that i got my taxes done i was like oh dang i don't have to pay like twenty five thousand dollars in taxes i thought it was gonna be like some mad large number i was like oh it's we actually showed a loss for our first year as an official yeah. LLC, so I got money back. I'm like, nice. oh, so I bought, uh, <laughs> I bought a gimbal and I bought all this stuff, and I didn't know how to use any of it. So I was <laughs> looking it up on YouTube, as I always do. So when that's I when you found me. That's when I found you. Weird. So that's Crazy. a really holy crap, long-winded version of what you just asked me. But I love it. Yeah. Because now I know more about you. I know you're a beautiful person. That's so crazy. How like the internet. Like I made a silly video on how to put. A hunk of plastic on a hunk of metal. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in your house. You're in my house in Ohio. And we're talking into these hunks of metal. Next to this big plant. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> Bro. So I'm drinking out of a lens. Yeah. Drinking coffee. I'm drinking uh Mio Energy. Oh, how is it? Is it delicious? Ah it's sour. That was a good ah. I like sour. I like sour stuff. Ah, sour. Kinda I think it makes my breath smell. Yeah, mine's definitely stanky. It smells gross. Well let me I want to know. I feel like I've been talking a lot here. All right. Well, so, you're perfect. No, I'm okay. not at all. Not even a little bit. Okay. Sorry about that. So, I want to know about how you, like, I literally don't know how you got into this. I know I've seen a lot of videos of you, like, as a kid filming stuff with your yeah. sister and stuff. Like, that's cool to me. Mm-hmm. Is that when it started? I'm trying to think of the very and, beginning. And I don't know if this podcast has to be just about our stories, but I'm interested in it. Yeah. So. I think, I think people will. Hopefully be encouraged by this, yeah. especially filmmaker and creative people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have, it's funny, this kind of ties back into superheroes because as a kid, dude, um, the very first movie I ever went to was Spider-Man 1. Peter is like laughing his head off right now and I don't know why, but God bless him. His face is turning red, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay. I can't even tell that story, but um, two so inside, two inside, two inside. No one would get it, but. <laughs> So the very first movie I ever went to was Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire days. I had to beg my mom to take me that because she thought the Green Goblin would scare me. (laughs) I was ready for that Green Goblin. Yeah, you were. You needed him. So I went to that movie and, dude, I just got, like, obsessed with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I would do the web shooting in church and my mom would be like, just stop it. (laughs) Like, slap my hand. I'm shooting webs at the pastor and yanking on his jacket. Let me see your webs. Can can you like so my this finger always goes like this so like I'm yeah, like I feel like ready. I'd be I'm not ready I'm no, like, you're not ready it's You'll not learn. down here it's up here isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta really get that grab action <laughs> but when I do my fingers don't do that it's because you're not ready just like when I try to put my middle my one my my, my like ring finger up if I try to do <laughs> my thumb the Christian flip off uh, uh, oh yeah I can't do that either anyway let's keep going <laughs> so I got obsessed with Spider Man and. I don't know when my parents got a camera, but they got this like super old JVC camcorder that recorded to like the medium size VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. And somehow as a kid, I got my hands on that and I made this video with my sister like about the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) And I made my sister be the Hulk. (laughs) Dude, she was just like stronger than me. And like I would make her wear blue jeans and a green (laughs) t-shirt. And so it was me, my sister, and this other boy that we always hung out with. And, like, the other boy was, like, super skinny, scrawny kid. So, he was Bruce Banner. And then when he would turn into the Hulk, it would be my sister as oh the Hulk. <laughs> and I would always fight my sister, and I would always win. So, I made my sister be the bad guy. But throughout that process, like, we started making superhero movies all the time. Like, yeah. we'd get co- costumes. And, and I just fell in love with, like, trying to make action movies. Yeah. Like, in my living room. That's like, amazing. just that crazy imagination. And I grew up in, like such a small town that we had to make our own fun. Mm. We had to make our entertainment. So we would 
just make videos with those old camcorders. But we couldn't even like edit them or watch <laughs> them. Like literally you like film and then you rewind where you want the cut to be pause and then start filming again. So there's like these janky like transitions or like there's like a second overlap of another clip. It's like, and then it goes into the next video. Oh, dude, that's sick that you have that though. Yeah. And I, to so look I, back on. Cause yeah, I've seen some of those in some of the videos that you've made. Yeah, dude, I converted everything to digital last year. Wow. It took months. Oh, I bet. But I got, I threw away all the tapes cause minimalism. Oh, heck yeah. That was hard. Oh, I bet. I'm not very attached to like physical things, but that was like, oh. it's like, okay, they're all on this little hard drive. Yeah, dude. You just got to get rid I of it. I know. I sold my G.I. Joes and it was hard. Ooh, I bet. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Dude, no, I bet. I had so, so many Spider-Man action figures. <laughs> I still have in <laughs> in that room over there, underneath the stairs, I have all my action figures that I've They're just hiding owned. there waiting for you. They're waiting for when I have kids and I'm going to be like, these are what you're going to play with. Not that iPad. You don't get those new toys. You get this. You don't get the iPad 12. You're going to play Dragon Ball Z down here with my Dragon Ball Z characters are going to fight the wrestling characters who are going to fight the <laughs> Lord of the Rings characters. You're just forcing it on your kids. <laughs> now you're playing with these. <laughs> and if you don't want to, I'm playing with them by myself. You're by yourself. <laughs> Reliving the glory. Alice upstairs like, what's he doing downstairs to the kids? And then the kids are actually in their room and I'm playing down my downstairs by myself. They're playing Xbox 11. So you... Yeah. <laughs> 11. The 11 XT 90. Right. So you, so you were filming stuff as a kid, but when did it become like, like then what happened? Okay. So <laughs> throughout, so as a kid, I did it like crazy, like made mm -hmm. so many videos. And then I got really into sports as like a middle school, early high school type of kid. And then I had this slot available in my junior year of high school for a class okay. similar to you in college. And I could take an elective and there was like, there was a, a digital media class. All right. And so I signed up for it because I was like, this is going to be a breeze. This is going to like, I'm just going to sit there and then mm -hmm. pass. But like, I fell in love with it again, but in like a new way where it's like, okay, like I actually want to like make good videos. Yeah. And I would, I was the kid who never really tried that hard in school. And then this class came up and I like tried so much harder than everybody else in that class. Like. One of our projects was we had to pick a song, like just a pop song, mm -hmm. and record ourselves singing to it for 30 seconds, like as a music video. Yeah. But I wrote a rap song with my friend in high school, a full song, like did all the audio production, and then filmed an entire music video with a storyline with an iPhone 4. Oh my gosh. They provided like these crappy handy cams, but I was like, nah, I'm using my iPhone. Dude, that's funny that you say that. You know, in college when I was saying like they're teaching us all this stuff, well, when I like started to realize i don't think that i have to use all this stuff my iphone can film stuff i filmed so much stuff on my it iPhone looks 5. better yeah i'm like it's 1080p yeah it's better than this 480 sd stuff SD. what's sd that's funny that you did that pixels. because that was a very important part of my filmmaking career was like i used my phone for like 90 percent of the very beginning videos i made yeah and i feel like that's another reason there's like no excuse not to start Oh yeah, because like, everybody has like Especially a 4K now, camera in their pocket now. I can shoot 4K 60 FPS on my iPhone. Yeah, no excuse anymore. Like the Sony, the Sony A7 III can't even do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Why man. can my phone do it? I mean, there's like bit, <laughs> bit rate issues and Lenses, it's not gonna look as good. Sensors, but but still, it's there. We were shooting when it was ten. My, my, I might have actually been shooting when it was 720p. I th yeah, it probably was. Anyway, so that music video that I did is actually still on YouTube. Yes. Um, I got to find it. I'll show you after this. It's called Little Boy's Big World. <laughs> oh, my god! It's awesome. I still love it. But, yeah, and then I went to college for – I started going for music. I got, like, a singing scholarship, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm going to be a worship leader. Yes. And then I tried it for a semester, and I was like, I'm not going to be a worship leader. Yeah. I don't want to learn the technicality of music. It, it wasn't creative for me. Mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't like it. So I switched to business and then throughout like learning about business and stuff, I took an entrepreneurship class. It was like, this is actually how you can start a business. I was like, whoa, I could do this. I could do this with video. I've always yeah. loved video. And so I just started making videos. I eventually, my parents bought me the T5i DSLR. Ooh. And the final project of that class was to write a business plan. And so I just wrote one for a video company and that eventually became like my freelance gig. Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's legit. Yeah. So it worked. Yeah, a lot of school. Like, <laughs> the way it wasn't supposed to, I guess. Right, yeah. It was, it was a really weird way, but it just, I got really inspired to like work for myself because I hated working for other people. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I still hate it. 
I think that means you're an entrepreneur, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, you. a lot of people hate to work for people because they're lazy and they're not willing to put the work in. But people that hate to work for people and they want to work their butt off to figure it out for themselves, I think they're definitely entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not as easy as just being like, I hate working for people. Uh, now I'm going to sit at home and <laughs> yeah. not work for anyone. Yeah. That's lazy. That's just lazy. You have to mm-hmm. actually, I think there's like a specific desire inside of human beings where they want to push themselves to do something for themselves that is like meaningful for the world or whatever, or yeah. meaningful for their bank account or meaningful for whatever. Yeah. Fulfilling I, in some, that's way. like an entrepreneur mind. Yeah. A lot of time it's about money, but I don't think it always has to be, No, but I like that. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, I guess. And then eventually like I just started doing client work in like the Missouri area. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where I went to college, Springfield, Missouri. Nice. And it's the great plains. Yeah. Dude, the <laughs> flatlands. <laughs> But yeah, I started filming weddings with the T5i for like no money. Yeah. And then it's kind of like you. I mean, like you do one and then somebody sees it, like a, a friend of the bride or the mm-hmm. groom, they're like, hey, can you film my wedding? And then it just spirals out of control. Yeah. But you do like films. Yours are like awesome. I only really ever did like highlights. You did films near the end there. Yeah, near the end I did. I didn't watch any early stuff, but your newer stuff I really, really enjoyed. Oh, thank you. And I was very impressed that you shot it in vlog. That's that's <sighs> brave. Yeah, I'm I'm like obsessed with that. Good. I love the little bit extra dynamic range. Yeah, it's um, nice. It I is. I would do it if I had enough time. But like I said, I film. I film. Last year we filmed the most we ever did. We did 38. Oh my! Yeah. So you have you. Were and it was like just constantly me. Constantly editing. Yeah, and then this year we're going down to 25. <laughs> oh, just 25. Yeah, just 25. I gotta pay for all these cameras that are in this room. <laughs> you gotta buy me a new camera. Uh, no, but but like like th- th- it's funny you say that. I I try to I really like documentary style stuff, so that's why I kind of try to tell the story of a wedding like it's a film, yeah, or whatever. And I love cinematic stuff. Mm-hmm. So so do people. You have those like you always have those wide angle slow moving yeah. gimbal shots with like beautiful ambient music and i like turn a wedding on like i'm gonna watch a movie i bet i bet the bride and groom love that dude they have to i hope they always i always get such good responses from them and they're always just like wow. like seeing themselves in something that looks like a movie mm-hmm. especially to like an average viewer yeah who doesn't know about camera stuff like yeah it's probably mind-blowing i think it probably is because i don't ever put myself in there i i just see the mistakes or like yeah. the small edits that i could have made because I, I watch their videos about <coughs> six seven eight times before i post it like i do like three or four versions before it gets done like i sleep on it and then i watch it and sometimes i sleep on it twice because yeah Believe it or not, like if you sleep on an edit, you're gonna find so many mistakes the next day that oh, yeah. you wouldn't have found if you if you like exported it and posted it that night. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the edit is, if it's like story based, that's typically when it happens. But with those, and I don't, I'm, I like, I still think I can get like five thousand times better. I'm always trying to get better, but I really do think that with the kind of quality that we can put out now, because we have such nice cameras and such nice like gimbals, like that stuff wasn't what people could have like five, ten years ago yeah. for less than ten thousand dollars. It's, I feel like people like brides and grooms specifically or brides and brides or grooms and grooms who however you're doing mm-hmm. it get like like their minds blown yeah especially they kind of have an idea of what they're gonna get they like yeah, with that's me true. with me they book me a year before and they watch a whole year of films and they tell me like we've been watching we're so Aww. excited i'm like that's so cool sick because it's like a it's really it's high pressure you know, it you know is how it is it's high pressure you got to film it and you don't get a second chance so you got to do it <laughs> you got to do it good the first time what do you do to like handle anxiety before a wedding that's a good question or do you suck at it so uh, you know i actually still to this day the night before every wedding i have a nightmare that like i missed i like it's always that i'm like trying to film something and the button doesn't work or i'm like not getting to the positions fast enough no matter what day however like wedding 100 of my career i still would be having that but the way that I deal with it is usually earlier on, earlier on in the season, I'm a little bit more like anxious before weddings. But like, you know, honestly, I just tell them, I just try to tell myself like, hey, you've done a hundred of these and you know what you're doing. You study it constantly. Like I pray about it, obviously. Yeah. Pray that anxiety out. And then um, I try to go to bed early <laughs> or I play video games before. Oh, or, that's like, that's actually cool. Yeah. It's because it, totally shifts your focus yeah what do you do because do you get anxious before weddings or yeah because do i don't know if other filmmakers get as it because i get pretty i don't get super nervous i just like 
it's more like I'm thinking about the schedule and I'm thinking about like, am I going to get to this place? Is there going to be enough place room to put my bag? Oh, yeah. Is the ceremony going to be big enough on the edges so I can put my tripods? Like, mm-hmm. Those are the things I get anxious about. Yeah, I get like, I would get, I'm trying to think how to say it. I would just want to get started. Yeah. Like if I'm at an Airbnb or a hotel the night before, I'm like, okay, like let's just let's just get to it. Mm-hmm. And I rarely like get good sleep before a wedding. Yeah, which kind of sucks. It's you perform better with sleep. Yes, with better sleep. It's so weird. But I never did even close to as many weddings as you did. Yeah, like like I was saying earlier in the seasons like that. Then once I start getting into like, because there's like sections where I do a wedding every weekend for five six weeks. <laughs> so it's just like ding, sometimes it's doubles. So what? a lot like of like a Saturday and then a, a Sunday? lot of them are Friday Saturdays. Whoa. Where I film and then I, I come home, I get everything triple backed up, formatted, charged, back up the next day, ready to go. But I've done done it so many times. Some of it just comes from experience. Like, you know mm-hmm. how to deal with certain situations. You know how if I'm working with photographers I know or DJs I know, that makes me like have no anxiety. Cause I'm like, oh, we got this. We can do this as a yeah. team. But once you start getting into the swing of it, I'm just like, all right, cool, another wedding. All right, cool, another wedding. All right, cool, another wedding. Yeah. The hardest part at that point is trying to make them different. Like to tell each story with our branding, but to tell the story where it matches that couple, but also is like not just a copy carbon copy, yeah, copy paste. Because I don't like that mentality. Yeah, and we charge a lot of money, and I want to make sure that they get what we're worth. Even though, like to mm-hmm. them, it might not look like a copy paste, I still appreciate the art of it. Yeah, and that's why I don't want it to be a copy. Paste. That's cool. You, that's really really cool. Um, I have a question. Yes. Let's say there's like somebody watching right now mm-hmm. who maybe like just getting into wedding filmmaking or even wedding photography but more filmmaking what would you right now tell yourself when you're shooting like your first five to ten weddings what what advice could you give your younger advice i'd probably i'd probably yeah well i have lots of gear tips but probably (laughs) advice would be like this is a hard question. Holy cow. Yeah, sorry. No, dropping bombs don't over be, here. Don't be sorry. I, I'm just <laughs> wanting to make sure I answer my, give myself the right advice. Yeah. <laughs> your, your past self depends on this. Yeah. <laughs> what if it, something don't, I do now screws with the time continuum? Yeah, there's another timeline going on right now. <laughs> you, you could ruin your past life. Oh, no. I'm thinking, you know, I think I'd probably say, like, do not, like, do not focus so much on the technical part of it. So like obviously understand your camera, understand, make sure don't focus so much on like you need this camera, you need this and this and focus more on efficiency Mm. because the real point of the day is to tell the story fast. You run and gun, like you don't have a lot of time, Yeah. but I'd say like being a, like having a camera that you know how to use and then being efficient with it is going to get you the best shots because you want to nomad. Also you want the shot to be cinematic compelling and you want to help drive the story i'd also tell myself give myself the advice of audio is more important than video yes <laughs> i would have told myself that too yes that's a hundred percent i didn't care about audio until two years ago probably yeah i was like i didn't understand it so that was more of it yeah i didn't understand like what mics worked or how they worked or what sounded good i didn't know where natural sound should go in i didn't know how a story should be cut where the audio is in it None of that I knew, but yeah. I tell myself like audio is more important than the video. The video just is great. It looks, you can have the most cinematic, beautiful video, but if there's not good audio connected to it, it's going to be not, it's going to basically just be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It diminishes like the experience. Yeah. Okay. What's like for the gearheads and stuff could just, and I love this stuff. Yeah. What's like, what cameras do you choose and why? And then what's like some essential audio pieces of gear yeah. for people who are in this? Yeah. So let's just, we'll talk about this as like, we're going to talk like one, a one camera setup to start with like something more f- like that makes sense for when you first start yeah. or like, okay. Cause obviously I, I don't believe like anyone should have to like go out. I would never go out and take out like a $40,000 loan and buy all the stuff that you yeah. need. Like if you, if you can do that and you feel like you're going to make the money back, go for it. But most scenarios, it's going to be like, you <laughs> got, built. you got like $2,000 and you can you spend only that. And that's all you've ever set up your whole life. And you need to just have enough stuff. I would get, I'll just tell you what I would get. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would get one tripod. Actually, let me go backwards. 
we're starting this budget. So <laughs> we're starting this budget over. I honestly think it's so important to have two cameras, even at the beginning, a backup camera and a regular camera. That's like, really smart because I I didn't and I, I couldn't film ceremonies all the way through. I could. There were so many things that just like didn't work when I was soloing yeah. it. Where I had, I'd say get two cameras if you can. So instead of buying like one really nice camera, I'd buy two like affordable cameras that okay. also were like still good enough because let's be real here like the client is not gonna understand what camera you're using like nobody even knows that i shoot 4k still like yeah like i'm shooting in 4k like what is a 4k <laughs> like okay cool i'm glad i bought all the stuff so that it, your 4k video looks good <laughs> and i don't mean that to like be rude about it it's just like in reality like they don't know so you can shoot with a 1080p camera and it's still gonna look solid so i'd say get two cameras maybe match them if, if you can yeah uh one tripod because that extra camera will be great you can film the ceremony with it basically like let it run yeah mm -hmm. and and these days you can buy like the gh5 unlimited it's recording it's time. super affordable like it's they're like 1500 <laughs> new yeah you just get one used for like 1200 bucks yeah and they record unlimited amounts of time they're basically video cameras that that are also DSLR shaped yeah. or SLR yep. shaped or whatever you want to call much. it mirrorless. And I would say, I would say get two, two cameras, one tripod. That tripod is so that if you need to lock it off or anything as your backup shot, you can, but you can also put it in the back and get a big wide shot for the whole ceremony. So if anything, you can give that extra item to the couple. Cause I found like the more stuff you give them, the more likely they are to book you, but also it just helps with your relationship because when I film a, a wedding, I like want to give them as much stuff as humanly possible. I don't care if it takes extra work. So like being able to give a ceremony is good because it also gets you ready for the future whenever you start filming like multi-cam ceremonies. Yeah, that's true. So I'd say two cameras, one tripod, one monopod because yeah. monopods are key, They're dude. so oh awesome gosh. for weddings. Monopods are amazing with a with with a, a fluid head on it so you can get some sick pans Bro, and I've never owned a tripod. <laughs> never? That's funny. I'm terrible. I've never owned one and used it as like my main thing, but I've yeah. always owned one. I really want one. <laughs> I can't believe I don't have one. <laughs> I've only ever used monopods in my life. Even at weddings? Yes. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd say those those are the important, like, you need support. Basically what you need, there's three things. You need cameras, you need support gear, and you need audio. Yeah. So you definitely pick a monopod over a gimbal, right? Yes. Oh, I think gimbals are great and they and you can use them for all kinds of stuff in the future. But they also get overused. I'll see dudes use one or women, whoever. I don't know why I'm just referring to dudes, but <laughs> <laughs> both genders use them all of the time. Yeah. For too many like every shot. Yeah. I've done it before cuz they're easy to use and you can like if you feel like it's stable, but then you realize, ah, it's stable, but there's still like a little bit of like jitter there sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I say using a gimbal for what it's good for, which is like establishing shots or walking shots or anything with movement. Or, yeah. Uh, a cool little creative. There's sequences. a lot of stuff where they come in handy, but they don't, I don't think they're necessary for, like right when you start. And then, um, so I would just do monopod, tripod, two cameras, and then that would be good for that. I mean, obviously you want to make sure you have ex extra batteries and memory cards and uh, you you, you want to make sure that you're set in those areas. You don't really need external monitors yet. You don't need to move into that. You don't probably don't need a cage. Mm -hmm. That's all stuff that put you get pushed into. Once you you first the whole point and the most exciting thing about filming a wedding at the beginning is you need to make enough money. You need to make money first. Yeah, because <laughs> if you don't make any money, you can't <laughs> buy anything else. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you got to get good with with a little bit of stuff to get to be really great with a bunch of stuff. Mm. So what yeah. I yeah the audio audio wise. Uh, I'd be real simple. I would get a shotgun mic that goes on the top of your camera to get good, um, solid, like, scratch audio or sometimes re regular, like a Rode, like the Rode Video Mic Pro. Yeah, it's sounds kind, so good. It's kind of expensive, but you could also even get away with the vi Rode Video Micro. Yeah, dude. I love yeah, that. that. I do. It's on one. It might be on one of these cameras. I can't remember. And then, nope, it's usually on this one. That one's yours. You got that other mic on that. It looks like yeah, the Video Micro. Yeah, the Movo. The Movo. Yeah. They sound really similar. Yeah, there. I see. I don't hear as much of the difference because I don't do audio. I have friends who like can hear all this random stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what are you What are you talking about? But uh, and then I'd get one. I'd get one live mic to mm -hmm. put on the groom or to put on the officiant during the ceremony so that you can get really solid audio. Yeah. And then if you had like a little bit extra in the budget, I would get like a zoom. I don't know how much they are. I have the Zoom H6. Yeah, it's really expensive. It's like 350 bucks. But if you can get like a Zoom H4 or some sort of external recorded as inputs so that you can get an input off the DJ and get the audio from the speeches recorded. Yes. 
that that's helps next level. Story. That helps the story, and it and it's really not as hard. Ooh, even like the Tascam DR40. That's what I started with, mm-hmm. and um, it was not that expensive, and it helped me. Like whenever you get the audio from speeches and the audio from the ceremony, it like changes the game. Like yeah, I said, audio so much content. And that's story-wise. yeah, that's where you can tell a story. So you don't really need as much stuff as you would think, especially if you're a one man crew. Mm-hmm. So. That's my also, that's awesome. I keep answering your questions so long. But it's informative. Yeah. And this is a long form. This is a long forward piece of content. Yes. Yeah, baby. What would you say? What let, let's see. Know. What would your advice be first? And then second, tell me what gear you would Oh use. gosh. For weddings specifically? Weddings. I feel like I never did it right. <laughs> There's not a right and wrong way. There's I was just like so ways. minimal with how I did. Okay, I'll just attack attack it from a different stance. Okay. Let's say you're like poor boy. You're only going to film by yourself mm-hmm. one camera. I would get a camera with image stabilization. That's why I got oh, the GH5. Yes. That's smart. That's so smart. I should have said that. Yeah, because like a lot of the wedding films I did in the beginning when I couldn't afford stabilization gear and stuff were all handheld. Like I just did handheld so much. I yeah. Too much. But a camera with like image stabilization of some sort and like fast lenses Mm -hmm. so like a sigma sigma lenses just they're affordable and they look really nice and you get like 1.8 or 1.4 so if you have a camera that's not super good in low light you can really open up the lens yeah and make it look pretty good still and then yeah definitely like a lav mic for the groom you don't need two at first just one no i still sometimes don't feel like i need two because i still back up i get backup audio from like the output, if I get lucky, oh, and like a nice. D, if a DJ is like running the audio, that's so smart. I'll just plug into theirs, and I I'll still mic up the groom and the officiant. But sometimes they'll be talking to a mic just like this, and it's like echoing because it's so loud. And then the, the mic picks up the speaker oh, audio, so annoying. So then it's like you got a little bit of speaker audio, and then you got a lot of the person. Yeah. So, but one it one it for I used one for until last year. Yeah, last year was the first year I owned more than one lav. <laughs> Heck yeah. But I would say just a lav with like a smaller recorder, because like if if you hand them like a big honking recorder, they're gonna be like, I don't want to put this in my pocket, mm-hmm. something small. Um, like I think I forget, is it Tascam that makes those mm-hmm. little dr ten L? That's yes. what I use. Those are amazing. I have two of them. They're the best. And dude, Rode just came out. They just announced they NAB. Just dropped it. Those micro ones, they're like this big. Yeah, Rode announced those, and then Sennheiser a month or so ago, another like simple pair of lavs. Just really so. small ones that and they're affordable. Yeah. So it's like perfect for which is nuts. It used to be like six hundred, six seven hundred bucks yeah, to get dude. a wireless system. Exactly, and it'd have like frequency issues and yeah. But I agree with you on the monopod. I would say tripod, even though I never did it. I'm yeah, a, if you only have one camera, I don't know if there would be a point. Yeah, I guess if you are only one camera, I would pick a monopod over a tripod because they're so mobile. And if you have to be in like a tight corner in a super packed reception, you can still get solid. Yeah foundation and not take up three legs mm-hmm. worth of space yeah dude and i didn't even talk about lenses either yeah it's like a whole nother there's beast. so much because if i had to go back and say lenses at first i would just get two zooms that got both of my like i'd get like a 24 to 105 f4 or 1835 and then a 70 to 200 yep or whatever equivalent it is that's not always great because primes are really great for a lot of reasons but at the beginning like zooms. you really the zooms will be very nice to you because it's kind of like a documentary style filmmaking process because you're just getting spot to spot spot it's not like you're always gonna have time to get your 35 out and yeah get the proper distance and yeah it's all about uh, time <laughs> efficiency yeah. of time yeah yeah like the sigma 18 to 35 and a 70 to 200 mm-hmm. that can cover like a whole day's worth of range yep. if that's the budget you have so yeah i guess that's about it that's, That's awesome. what I would say. I Try that. to have a decent computer. Yes. There's nothing worse than editing on a crappy computer. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. But And so what everyone forgets about is editing off fast hard drive because they, they always yep. say you don't want to edit off of the hard drive of the computer unless you're like a minimalist like Craig Adams and you somehow like only shoot 50 gigs or something. But yeah. nowadays, like we're shooting so much stuff, it's tough not all of us have like four terabyte drives on the computer. Mm-hmm. Usually run the software on the computer and then you edit off of an external, like editing that external drive is just as important speed wise as your computer. That's true. Cause you could have the fastest computer in America and we're like, we're not all shooting in ProRes. So like if you are shooting in the H.264 H.264 H.265 since that's out, 
Uh, those codecs are kind of tough to edit. Chuggy. Uh, so if you're editing off like a hard drive that is only 160 megabytes read and write speed, Nightmare. it's going to be tough. That's why I had to invest very large amounts of money in my giant RAID system that <laughs> goes one point. It's 1.5 gigs read and write, which is like I can handle 8K footage. Doing yeah, that. that's but crazy. I feel like that's one thing everyone forgets is yeah. like, they're like, man, my computer is going so slow, but it's actually their hard drive yeah. just can't, it can't read and write the footage fast enough mm-hmm. because it's only 160 and it's 4K footage at 150 megabyte. It'd be miserable. Like, <laughs> like the, 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 like, uh, mega, the megabit, the bit rate, it's like faster than the yep. actual computer can go. I don't know. I, yeah, I only have like a, a G, G, is it G Tech? G Tech. Yeah, I have That's the my 10 page. terabyte, um, whatever super fast thunderbolt three that a boy one and then it just backs up into an eight terabyte every morning but my work my backup workflow is nuts it's too yeah, much yours is crazy i have like two little baby drives but i don't save anything yeah you i save i save everything and i will for the rest of my life uh like we shot 30 terabytes in 2018 of footage oh so my. have you ever thought about like just having all of your backups in a cloud i have uh i've just it's really expensive right now um, have you looked at G Suite though? Yes, that's the one I want. That's the one Matt Johnson talked about yeah. being the best because you can keep. He's got like forty six terabytes in there. I Unlimited. think it's like I think it's like three hundred dollars a month though, or something like that. But he found a way to get around it if you make like four accounts. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he made a whole video about it, and I actually tried to do it and could not figure it out. Yeah, but I, I should. Ask I think him about it. I on I think we're like on the verge of cloud storage being in that terabyte re, like region. Yeah. Once it gets there, I will one thousand percent have it all back to. I just I don't want all these hard drives stacked. I'm still going to see. I'm still going to have it physical just because I don't believe it. You're not a minimalist. I don't care. I'm just kidding. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> if di- it has I'm value not, to you, I'm not a digital minimalist. It adds value to my anxiety. That's fine. Then it makes me feel like you can still be a minimalist. Yeah. <laughs> I have trash in my trash can. I'm not a minimalist. Oh shoot. <laughs> we got to clear that out. Dude, how long have we been going? 55 minutes. Hour and seven. Cool. Wow. That's too long. We're deleting this podcast. It's Sorry, over. dude. That was fun. But <laughs> it's over. This Bye. actually was just you being nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I delete. I just like don't ever talk to you again. This is like my Make-A-Wish Foundation. I just really wanted you to make a podcast <laughs> with me. Boy wishes he could be minimalist. <laughs> Hangs out with unsuccessful YouTuber. You are successful. You're, you're cracking down on... <laughs> What eight thousand subs? We're almost eight thousand. I think we're gonna hit it. I can't wait for ten k, dude. What if I just start losing subs because of this video? <laughs> yeah. I hope you lose at least five. Right. It's like probably oh, will. Luke Carmichael is a loser. Delete. Get him out of here. Unsub. He made a video about how to buy a car and didn't even talk about how to buy a car. That's like what a comment I had. Says, nice. This dude says makes a video about how to buy a car. Doesn't <laughs> explain how to buy a car, and I didn't. I'll be real. I did it. I didn't explain how to actually buy it because that part's boring. Give them money. <laughs> you go. Video you, done. You give them the money and then they give you the car and you leave. <laughs> Pretty hard to figure out. Boy. But I can't wait to edit this because we have Canon C200, GH5, GH5. Yeah. All Sigma lenses. It's going to be beautiful. I love Sigma lenses. I do too. They affordable really, and sharp. They're affordable and sharp. The glass is really clean. Yes, it is. Unless you smudge it with your nose, yes. which I will do at the end of this video. Thank you all so much for watching The Simple Midwest and <laughs> yeah, the Help Me Out Here podcast. <laughs> I was going to see if you'd say it, but you didn't. I'm sorry. I kind of You got me too quick. That was my bad. I was like trying to think, but I couldn't remember what I was thinking. You need coffee. I got you don't that, like coffee though. But I got, there's caffeine in this technically. Okay, that counts as coffee. But thanks for being here. Thanks for I'm glad we did this. Thanks this for letting like us come into your your cool. St- I love like because I've seen your studio and videos. It's cool to see it in person. Yeah. Is it bigger than you thought or smaller? It's actually bigger. Wow. Usually it's like it's so small. I really like it. <laughs> our producer says that's what she said, but I disagree. Um, you're coming to our show tomorrow. I am. I'll it's be. It's gonna there. be fun. You're filming with the C200. Yes, I'm gonna film. This is my first time getting to film a show. Yes. I'm so excited, dude. Me too. I it's can't. Fun. I Thanks. hope I don't get punched in the head. <laughs> I'll punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. Love y'all. I do you, love do you, you need anything to say? I usually say I love you, and then I say peace. I love you. Like MKBHD. Let's say I love you, peace, and then let's cheers our mics. Okay, deal. Ready? I love you. I love you. <laughs> peace. <laughs>